You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Small Business Made Simple. I have a really cool guest with me today named Dan Inarella. Now, Dan is the uh, founder of Real Estate Warehouse and also JD Impact Solutions. So he's got a couple of businesses under his belt. And uh, he's going to be talking to us today about how to be a business that helps people. Um, honestly, that's, that's what you need to do is help people if you want to sell things. People don't like people that are overly salesy and they want a business that really has their best interests in mind. So we're going to go through about five points today on how to do that. But Dan, before we get started, can you just share um, what you do with your two businesses? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, so basically what we do is, uh, as Sam said, we have two different businesses, Real Estate Warehouse and G&D Impact Solutions. Real Estate Warehouse is kind of what it sounds like. Uh, we deal with real estate. We're not brokers or agents, but what we do is we help people in um, difficult situations where they're selling houses, buying houses, they can't do so through conventional means. So basically what we do is we come in and we try to help them out um, in whatever way that we can. Most of the time they're in some kind of distress situation, um, foreclosure, pre-foreclosure, uh, inherited a house from a, a relative that they don't want or can't afford. So we help people um, to um, just, get rid of those properties and give them the, you know, help them get the most uh, bang for their buck. What we also do, which is a really cool concept that we've come up with over the last um, few months is we also help investors. Uh, we help investors in a couple different ways. We help uh, investors that are looking to buy property or get into real estate for the first time, help them uh, acquire properties um, at a discounted price. And then for those investors that say, hey, we really like real estate, but we don't really want to own real estate. What we do is we help them help show them how they can take monies that they have in their 401ks or IRAs or whatever savings vehicles that they have and maximize uh, the returns by investing in real estate through our company. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do from a real estate perspective. And J&D Impact Solutions, we actually um, are in the process of uh, rebranding that company and, and doing some different things. Um, at first, we primarily focused on health and wellness. And while we all know that health and wellness is a you know vital aspect of, of things nowadays, we thought we thought and we know that you know your overall health is more than just what you eat and how you exercise. And also there's a mental component to it, there's a financial component to it. There's a lot that goes into your overall health and being. So we're designing some programs now that you know encompass everything. So that's a little bit about what we do. I love it. And uh, this list that you came up with, um, these five points for just being a business that helps people is rock solid. So let's jump into that. I'm, exci sure. I'm excited to start. So the first one you have here when it comes to being a business that helps people um, is you need to fully understand your customers. Can you expand on that? Yeah, exactly. So um, I did a lot of self-development over the last four years. And one of the things that really stuck uh, with me was something that Zig Ziglar said, as he said, um, if you help enough people get what they want, then eventually you'll get what you want. Now, what you want 
and what that means to people can be, you know, vastly different from me to you to somebody else. So um, what that really means to me is uh, go out and serve the customer. And the biggest way and the best way for us and for me that I've found uh, to be able to serve the customer is really understand what they want. So even when when selling a house, right? The ultimate goal is for somebody, they want to sell their house for whatever reason, but there's got, there's deeper meaning behind that for them. They just didn't decide that, oh, I want to sell my house and have nothing behind it. So what we do is we really dig in deep. Um, a lot of the conversations that we have with people the first time around, we may only talk about the house for five or 10 minutes and the rest of the conversation is all about them. So when we can really find out and whether it's real estate or any other business that you're doing, when you can really find out about the customer and what they want and what they're looking for, then not only do you have a better um, understanding of how you can serve them, but you also have um, a better opportunity of being able to get them exactly what they want. And in return, you know, you'll sell your product service feature or whatever it is that you're trying to do. I love it. Um, point number two you have here is listen to what they're saying. Um, and always be looking to find a way or a solution um, to best serve their requirements. I guess that kind of goes along with fully understanding your customers, but take it another level and, and really listen, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, we've probably all heard it before. If you're in any kind of sales, right, they say that the first person speaks is the person that loses, right? I don't like to look at it in a winner and loser situation. But what I do like to look at is the point being that you should be listening 80% of the time and only talking 20% of the time. Hmm. And when you're talking that 20% of the time, 10 to 15% of that time should be asking questions. So yeah, so what we do um, with both of our companies, because they're all about providing a service and all about helping people, is we have a standard list of questions that we go through, but we roll it into the conversation. So it's not like, okay, Sam, where's your house? What is the address? You know what I, <laughs> you know, it's not robotic like that. It's more, it's more, um, we have a standard list of questions. We try to get through those questions with everybody, but then we, we, we take where the conversation is going and go with it. So in the course of the conversation and finding out about the customer, their situation, what it is that they're looking to achieve, we roll, we roll in these questions. And as we roll in these questions, we're letting them do the talking. We're taking down a bunch of notes we're understanding where they are in their current situation. Mm -hmm. Then what we try to do um, is we go back to them in a second conversation or at the end of that uh, initial call, say, based on the conversation we've had, based on, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, we're going to come up with something that we want to present to you in 24 or 48 hours and talk about it more fully. It's funny because even from a real estate perspective, I've called people about selling their houses and again, well, 80% of the conversation will not be about the house. And at the end of some of those conversations, um, you know, I'll have some people say, weren't we supposed to be talking about the house that I'm selling? <laughs> so we eventually get there, but I, really understanding your customer is, is huge. And again, it doesn't matter the business. It doesn't matter the market. It doesn't matter, you know, what you're trying to sell until you fully understand that customer. I don't think you can you can properly, and I keep saying the word, but I don't think you can properly serve your customer in the best, in the best way possible. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Um, moving right along here, point three, I, I think this is one of my favorites, is don't treat your customers like a number. It's yeah. so simple, but man, I don't yeah. want to be a number. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it still blows me away 
the number of people um, that approach me to try to sell something. And, and you can tell within the first 30 seconds or less that the only reason they called you, the only reason they want to talk to you, the only reason they reached out to your social media profile is to try to sell you something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you and I met through LinkedIn and, and I can't remember if it was you connected with me or I connected with you, but what I remember is there was a genuine, you know, outreach to say, Hey, listen, love to add you to my network. Looks like you're doing some really cool things. Um, you're only, I think we only live like an hour away from one another, mm-hmm. hour and a half away from one another. But the conversation was actually a conversation. There's so many times, especially, I hate to say it on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is supposed to be, you know, your professional web, you know, your professional social media mm-hmm. site. So many times when people connect with you or ask to connect with you and they're like, oh yeah, I'd like to connect with that person, see what we have in common, see how we can help each other out. And the minute you hit that connect button, you get an auto response with a sales pitch. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, dude, I thought you wanted to connect, uh-huh. right? You reached out to me because you want to connect. You want to see what I'm all about. You want to, I want to see what you're all about, see how we can help each other. And, you know, within 30 seconds, I get a sales pitch. I, so to me, you can't treat your cus- customers like a number. Um, you have to, re- and it goes back to the first two points. You really have to get to know your customer. And the more your customer, and this goes into just Um, basic sales, right? A lot of the way that we build our businesses is on referrals. So the only way you can build your business on referrals is if your customer knows, likes, and trusts you. Mm -hmm. If your customer doesn't know, like, and trust you, they're not recommending you or referring you to their friends. And if the first thing that you do is make a sales pitch or treat them like a number or treat them like your next commission check, you're never going to build that relationship and forget about the referrals. Mm -hmm. I always wonder how successful those little bot messages are i mean they can't obviously do much and it's if you're listening to this it is so easy to stand out and be creative honestly it doesn't take much no, i mean not at all now's the time to break the trend stop being the salesy i mean if you really really are a business that helps people you'll never have to come across as that salesy bot like um friend requests on facebook linkedin requests anything like that you can totally set yourself apart without that right and and at the end of the day if you're getting an automated message right the way i look at it is um i want my customers to feel like like they're they're being heard right Mm -hmm. so if i'm reaching out to you to for some whatever benefit feature or service that you are providing and the first thing i get back is a robot message or an automated message like I'm automatically turned off because if you're not going to take the time enough to actually read what I sent you or try to understand why I'm reaching out to you and answer me back and take the what two minutes, five minutes to, you know, send me back a message, then why, why would I work with you or why should I work with you now? Now, if you do that with your customers and now your customer has that kind of feeling, number one, they're probably not going to contact you. And if they do, now they're going to have all these reservations about working with you. Am I really working with Sam? Or am I working with somebody behind the scenes? Is Sam just talking to me now to try to make the sale and then I get shifted to somebody else behind the scenes? I reached out to Sam because I liked what I saw from Sam, but now am I really getting Sam? You know, so yeah. there's a lot of different things that go into it. And, and again, right, 
I mean, everything is perception. And if people have the wrong perception right up front, then mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're dead in the water before you start. I mean, in Absolutely. my opinion anyway. Yeah, no, it's a, a lot of ground to cover from there. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. So point number four you have here is don't sell or entice with your favorite product or the one that has the highest profit margin. Um, I really like that too. Yeah. So again, I mean, it goes back to a lot of personal experience, you know, whether it's buying a car, walking into, you know, a furniture store or an appliance store and right. They just (laughs) descends upon you. Right. Um, And a lot of times, right. And I get it. Salesmen are, are paid on commissions. Um, it's a way to incentivize, it's a way to, you know, help the company grow. I mean, I get all that a lot of times again, and the, these things all build on one another. So I, I'm, that's kind of why I gave them to you in, in the steps mm-hmm. that I did is again, it's about understanding the customer. If I, if I walk into a store and I say to you, Hey, I'm looking for a new furniture set for a family room, right? And you automatically go, oh, I have the perfect one for you. And I take you to the one that I like. I take you to the brand new shiny one. I take you to the one that's going to make me the most commission. Okay. But all you found out was that I need new furniture for a family room. You Mm -hmm. didn't find out the size of the family room. You didn't find out what kind of furniture I already have in there or if I already have any furniture in there. You didn't find out if I'm going for some kind of color scheme, there's, there's a hundred different questions Mm. that you could probably ask me before taking me to a piece of furniture or to a set of furniture that I may be interested in. So again, until you get to know the customer, until you ask those questions, yeah, I may think that, you know, this new set of furniture that came in is, man, it's trendy, it's new, it's hip, it's all this stuff, right? Yeah, maybe for me. But what if my customer is, right, I'm 46 years old. What if my customer is mm-hmm. 70 years old? Yeah. Not the same taste. What if my customer is 20 years old, 24 years old? Not the same taste. So just because something's brand new and shiny, just because I like it, just because you like it, just because, oh, hey, that's going to get me the highest commission, it's not always, mm-hmm. the, not always the way to go. I think it's also a great way to build trust with the customer. I think I've mentioned it a couple of times yeah, yeah, exactly. um, when they realize that it, you're not in it for the money. I mean, obviously as business owners, we're in it for the money, right, right? Right. But if you also have a genuine heart behind it and you want to help people, they're going to build, it's just going to really skyrocket that trust because they know, Oh, he has my back. Obviously he's a business owner. He's trying to make a couple bucks, but he has my back. He knows he listens. He knows what I'm looking for. And I think it really goes a long way. Right. Again, it all goes to 
like you said, building that trust. And if, if you think and know and feel that I have your best interest at hand, mm-hmm. not, and right, a lot of times in, in business, right? It's not just about the sale today. It's about the sale five years from now, mm-hmm. right? So for example, right, you, you build websites. I come to you, you build webs- You build me a website for my real estate warehouse business. And I'm like, yeah, man, that great website. Sam really took the time, took the effort. We went through 10,000 revisions and he didn't, you know, <laughs> he, he didn't raise a stink, right? Well, when I want to build a website for my next business, who am I coming to? I'm not looking mm-hmm. for anybody else. We get pitched on it. I mean, we get pitched on stuff all day long, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coming to Sam because I know that Sam took the time to put the thing together. He worked with me. He really mm-hmm. understands what I want. So um, again, it's, it's just taking that time. And, and the thing that happens today, and we can say it about any industry, any product, is everything is instant gratification. Everybody wants instant gratification. And unless I make that sale right away, or unless I do this right away, or unless I do that right away, people think in their mind, right, wrong, or indifferent, mostly, mostly not right, they think they failed. Well, if you look at, if you look at things, even if pe- it, it takes people more than one conversation to build uh, a trust in you, to get to know you, to like mm-hmm. you, right? So a lot of times the sales process takes five, seven, eight, ten 10 phone calls. And unfortunately, there's people that aren't, you know, they want that instant gratification. They aren't willing to take the time to build the relationship, to go through all the steps to actually get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the fifth and final step you have here uh, is never forget about your customer after the sale is made. I mean, that seems like a pretty easy one to kind of sweep under the rug because you're looking for the next sale, you're looking for the next customer or client, and it's really easy to forget about them. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I found this out from a real estate perspective, um, especially. So a lot of what we do, even when we buy properties to hold for our own inventory, we don't use banks very often. We use um, our own funds or what we've done a lot over the last year and why that one part of our business is starting to grow is we use private money. So um, we look for people that are look, that have you know money that they want to invest in something other than what they're investing in now. And we give them another vehicle. Well, if somebody loans us money to go buy a property, well, that's fantastic. We stay in contact with that, with that investor every three to six months. Hey, thank you so much for, you know, giving us the opportunity to buy property X, Y, Z. Things are going fantastic. If it wasn't for you, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this. We super appreciate it handwritten note, not type, not email, send on, you write, you get a card, you send it, you write it out, you send it to them. We'll send pictures showing them the property. Um, If we get a new tenant, we'll give them a tenant feed. We'll ask the tenant for feedback. We'll send them the tenant feedback. So constantly along the way, they're getting feedback from us. Just a nice, simple, on their birthdays, we send them a little gift card to take their, you know, significant other out to dinner. So we're constantly in contact with the customer, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, again, just like a sale or just like a recurring uh, customer coming back to a website to buy something, at some point, we may want to buy another property and, Mm -hmm. hey, we may want to talk to this investor again about Mm -hmm. it. Or... Um, what happens, uh, has happened a couple times, which is fantastic. They reach out to you because you've communicated <laughs> with them so much. 
they almost feel obligated to reach out to you and they're and they come back and say hey you know what looks like things are going great with that property you know we love the we love the checks that you send us every month hey do you have anything else we can invest in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right so it's like that for anything right think about a car salesman think about um again your furniture store that i you know mentioned before mm-hmm. if Right. You, you can't sometimes, sometimes, right. You don't want to be too annoying, but you want to at least, you know, have some kind of regular contact with the customer so that the next time that they're willing or ready to buy something, you want them to think of you first. Mm-hmm. And again, with everything today being transactional, especially online, right? So easy, pull something up online, you buy it, you put it in your cart, you sell it, right? Um, everything's transactional. People don't want to be treated just like a number. People, people mm-hmm. have feelings, people have emotions, people buy with emotions, right? So if, if you're constantly um, showing again, and it all goes back to what we've been building on, it goes back to showing the customer that you care, that you have their best interest in hand, and you're appreciative of, of what they did with you, then they're going to come back. And more importantly, they're going to refer you to other people. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've learned, and this is something that's free, um, is engaging on social media. And whether you find them on Facebook and leave a couple of comments, don't be, I always like to say, if a bot can leave the comment that you leave, just don't leave it. Don't leave it. (laughs) Be genuine. Don't be weird and go stalk them and friend their wife on Facebook and follow their kids and comment. You know what I mean? Be genuine. Be nice. Um, Like, for example, you and I are on LinkedIn a lot and people put out content and it's People love it when you comment on things like that. So it's a great tool for me personally. I go on, I just say, hey, this was awesome. I love this. Facebook, even something as simple as a like, um, people at least, it's a reminder that you're there. You don't have to send a letter every single week trying to, or an email. Um, Those are all great. But even something as simple as that on a budget, take some time, make a list of your customers or clients and just at least make them, remind them that you're there and that you actually care about their lives outside of their business or their work. Right, exactly. And, and going back to what you said right now, even on Facebook and Instagram, right, you're even getting suggest comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's crazy. So like, every, again, everything, everybody wants everything like so uh-huh. convenient and so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you're, you said, go outside the box. It takes 30 seconds, mm-hmm. right? Instead of happy birthday, Sam happy birthday, Sam, have a great day and throw in a couple emojis, right? Then somebody knows that you actually took the time to, you know, leave a genuine comment. And, and I think that, and at the end of the day, we all have feelings. We're all human. We all want to feel liked. We all want to feel loved. We all want to feel appreciated and doing something as simple as asking a few questions, taking some time to listen and truly listen to the answer. Or like we were just saying, just a, just a simple, you know, grat- gesture of gratitude. I mean, it goes so far along the way. Um, you'll just retain those customers. And like I said, you'll, you'll get referrals like crazy. Yeah. So let me run through these one more time for those of you who are listening. So number one, fully understand your customers um, to listen to what they're saying, find a way or a solution to best serve what their, uh, their requirements. Three, don't treat them like a number. I mean, that's so simple, but so perfect. So, 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 so true. Number four, don't sell or entice uh, with your favorite product or the one that you're gonna make the, the most bucks on. Number five, um, don't forget about the customer after you made the sale. Don't just put them on the back burner. Uh, Dan, 
that's a solid, solid list when it comes to actually being a business that helps people. Um, to close out, can you just share where we can find more about you and your businesses? Sure, absolutely. I'm on uh, social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my personal page is Dan Inarella, I-N-N-A-R-E-L-L-A. Um, we have business pages for both our businesses. Uh, real Estate Warehouse is our real estate business and J&D Impact Solutions is our I'll call it our wellness business for now. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then also, uh, I have no problems. Uh, people can get a hold of me at my email, dan at ycrealestateny.com, or um, yeah, they can DM me on either one of those platforms and I'll, I'll give you my phone number. That's awesome. Well, Dan, again, love the list. This is so helpful. I think business owners are going to love this. I love it. There are things that I can apply. And uh, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, hey, best of luck to everybody out there. Hope uh, And seriously, if you have anything that you want to discuss from a business perspective, just uh, give me or Sam a call. I'm sure we can help you out. Thanks, Dan. All right. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.